Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. I am joined today by Andy Proctor. Andy is a speaker and a researcher on on topics of happiness, which is kind of cool and amazing. And uh, he is the author of a book called Live Your Mission. He's a podcaster. You can see why Andy and I get along. We've got a lot of commonalities, don't That's right. we? That's true. And welcome to Live on Purpose Radio, Andy. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate you, Paul. Thrilled that you're here. You're a happiness researcher. What does yep. a happiness researcher do, and how do you get a job doing that? So I'm, I'm an unconventional happiness researcher. I do it on my own, and I, uh-huh. I, I'm, a, I'm a bibliophile, which means I'm... Mm. I, love books. <laughs> you know but what? I, In psychology, we make up words because it makes us feel smart. Exactly. And that's one of them. <laughs> Bibliophile. Bibliophile. <laughs> that's right. Person who loves books. Yep. That's yeah. me. <laughs> You've been getting into this for a number of years now. Correct. And you and I had a conversation a while back. Yeah. It's been maybe a year or so. Yeah. So. At least. Yep. And uh, at the time, we had connected through a mutual friend, um, Scott Wilhite, yeah. who's been here on the show a couple of times. Yeah, I love Scott. Um, who's also doing some really amazing things in the area of happiness and how it's a skill and how you can develop that. And he's got Absolutely. an app out. Um, you've developed some things as well with a, an online course that you're teaching yep. people. Yeah. Um, you've jumped in with both feet. Yep. Yeah, it's true. I've been doing it for maybe a couple of years since maybe 2014 is when I really got into the positive psychology mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Um, I applied a couple of times to the MAP program, which is kind of the University of Pennsylvania mm-hmm. Masters of Applied Positive Psychology, kind of where it all started with uh, Marty Martin Seligman. Seligman, right. Yeah. yeah so, and uh, I... I since I didn't get into that program, I I just kept going. I kept researching, I kept reading about it. Started my mm-hmm. own little podcast. I started periscoping actually. Back when periscope was actually periscope. No, yeah. there's a little flashback. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know it's still there, but yeah. uh, it used to be big. And right. um, at that time, I actually went to the Periscope Summit in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was January of 2016, I believe. Okay. And uh, so is that two years ago? That's crazy. It is now. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> so here we are in 2018, but I was able to kind of see how how to blend both the academic world and mm-hmm. the social media world together. With Periscope, oh, yeah, and I've been trying to do the same thing with Instagram, with you know, as many media as I can. So that begs a question for me: Why? <laughs> to what end? And I know you have some purpose behind that, Andy. Yeah. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about what what drives that for you? Why is this yeah. so important? Wow, that's an amazing question. Thank you for asking that. I think for me, it's really seeing people 
thriving. And I, I truly believe that everyone, everyone comes in at a different happiness level, whether it's genetically or, you know, circumstantially, everyone is at a different level of happiness, right? And well-being, right. flourishing in their life. But I truly believe that every single person can be a little bit more happy. And mm. there's, like Scott says, there are definitely skills and things that we can learn how to do, how to apply and implement right. into our life, mm-hmm. like you teach, that we can mm-hmm. actually do to, to reach that higher level of, of happiness, no matter where you are, no right. matter how From happy you are. Wherever you're starting. Exactly, exactly. So to me, I'm passionate about helping those people find that, uh, that, that next level up. Mm-hmm. And I think what really got me started was when I, I read a book called Flourish by Marty Seligman. Yeah. And he talks in that book about his, what he calls his moonshot goal, which is, he calls it PERMA 51, which is where he wants half the world or 51% of the world's population to be measurably flourishing by the year 2051. So that's, you know, we got another Hmm. 30 something years uh, or what are we at now? Yeah. You're right. Uh, Whatever's left on my mouth is not as good as my (laughs) (laughs) podcasting skills right now. But, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, and, and we are, I think as a society, I think there's, there's a buzz. There's this buzz of, about the science of happiness, about being happier. And, yeah. and so I want to be a part of that, that kind of vision of, of 2051. What can I do to contribute to helping half the world's population become measurably flourishing, happier, Mm. Uh, by that time. And that's, that's hopefully within my lifetime, you know, I mean, you never know what's going to happen, but yeah, uh, probably. Right. And, uh, and so that's my goal is I want to be a big part of that. It could happen in positive, uh, education. I think it's going to happen with positive computing. Um, something that I'm starting to get into, Mm. uh, it's going to happen with positive journalism, um, positive business, positive government, um, positive therapy, all these things are going to be a big part of it. And so I just want to, anywhere that I can jump in there is where I'm, where I'm headed right now. I'm starting with positive journalism, which right now, Mm. honestly, journalism, the new journalism is social media. Right. I mean, you're, you know, you, you started, you have a a YouTube channel, you know, Mm -hmm. this right. Uh, podcasts. I mean, this is where people are. And, and it's by permission. Ex- exactly, exactly. As opposed to the old media, which was simply whatever the executives decided they were going to right, put right. out there. And and typically, if it bleeds, it leads. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Which is a pretty negative approach to capturing our human experience here. It's very negative. And but like what you said, with social media, now it's permission-based. In other words... People aren't going to watch it unless they seek it out. Yep. Or someone that they trust shares it with them. Exactly. That's how they're going to encounter it. Mm-hmm. Very And much. you don't have to watch anything you don't want to. Right. <laughs> right. Hey, that's good news. It is. I think it is good news as well. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. And it's not, you know, Andy, it's not that we're turning a blind eye to the difficulties that are out there. That's just how the world runs. 
Yeah. There's going to be. I love the way Tim Hansel put this. He said, pain is inevitable. Hmm. Misery is optional. Hmm. And that's a powerful statement. Yeah. So we're not turning a blind eye to it. And could you address this too? That. Because as you have, uh, have, have introduced some of your purpose here, and I love that. I want to support you to do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what you just declared you're going to do on Live On Purpose Radio. You're going to change at least half the world. <laughs> okay. Right? Here we go. <laughs> Team up with Marty Seligman. Let's take it on. But here's, here, here's what I wanted you to address. I think all too often, you know, we go to the seminar or we hear the podcast or we read the personal development book and you can summarize it with this, just think positive. Hmm. You said there's a buzz around that. Yeah. Well, there's also kind of a negative connotation to that because it sounds like this trite, fluffy, motivational speaker kind of thing. That doesn't have any substance. Something that I appreciate about your background and the way that you've approached this, you call yourself a researcher, uh, where you've, you've actually started to dig into this to see, okay, what is the substance behind this thing? Yeah. Can you just address that for a moment for our listeners? Because we're not talking about some trite, fluffy phrase that gets overused. Right. This is a concept that I think has some life-altering consequences. Absolutely. And to answer that question, mm-hmm. thank you. That's a great, great introdu- uh, question. And I think, a, I think it it's a good place to start. Where uh, where Marty Sugman he talks about PERMA fifty one, right? So I said mm-hmm. PERMA. So PERMA is actually the acronym for positive emotion engagement relationships, meaning, and achievement. And that is kind of the backbone of this kind of science of happiness or study of human flourishing. So, and I got that from Flourish, which is his his uh, latest book, or the last book that he kind of released. And he talks about each one of these aspects. And like I said, I'm a bibliophile, so mm. I have been just devouring all these books mm-hmm. in each one of these areas of P-E-R-M-A. And so within each of those, there are actual applications to be found. So that mm-hmm. happiness isn't just this kind of abstract, you know, be happier, think positive. Um, I think some of those things can be very powerful. But like you said, they may not be lasting. Mm -hmm. And so to make it a little bit more lasting, I think we can do, you know, apply a lot of them into our lives. One one thing that I I really think is important is for, to to begin with, is for us to be more emotionally intelligent about happiness. So what I mean by that yeah. is that's a little bit of a mouthful. <laughs> I like where you're going with this, though. Keep talking. <laughs> so so uh, Barbara Friedrichsen is one of the, the premier researchers on, on happiness, on specifically positive emotion. Mm-hmm. So we think about happiness, right? And we think, well, what is happiness? Does that mean being rich? Does that mean, you know, having a good relationship? Does that mean, you know, marrying the person of your dreams? Does that mean having kids? Does it mean owning a nice home? Mm -hmm. You know, and 
it can mean a lot of, of those things, but sure. it's subjective. Right. And so if we can get in touch with what do we feel when we feel happiness? Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by emotional intelligence. So there are 10, okay. there's at least 10 positive emotions that Barbara Friedrichson has studied at least mm-hmm. and in depth. And um, there are things that seem really pretty simple, but the more we can define our happy emotions, the better we will be at retrieving them. Hmm. And that's something that I, I try to teach a little bit in, in my course as well is, is how, how all, all these things fit together and what we can do to actually implement mm-hmm. them. She, she brings up what she calls her positivity portfolio. And you kind of have this little book or booklet or thing that you can kind of look to where mm-hmm. you fill it full of anything that has to do with one of those 10 positive emotions. And at a time when you are really struggling you go to that, you go straight to that portfolio. You go to your, your tools. Exactly. Yep. I mean, it's kind of like a vision board, but it's, instead of it being a vision board, it's almost like a, it's a portfolio where you keep these memories, these triggers for all these positive mm. emotions. One of them that I love that, that always helps me is interest. So interest is one of the 10. Okay. And so, I mean, we're all interested in something, right? Yeah, sure. And we can all learn. I mean, there's always some random thing that we learn. I mean, the other day I learned this thing about a, an artist fish. And I think, what? An, a mm-hmm. fish that's an artist? I guess, it's, I guess it's, it's too unattractive to be able to attract the female or something to the other fish. And so it, it, it actually creates art in the sand <laughs> to attract oh. the, the mate. <laughs> it's a survival technique. Anyways, isn't that, isn't that interesting? I mean... It is. <laughs> But that triggers this concept yeah. of interest for you, interest. which is one of the 10 positive yeah. emotions that was identified. Yep. Yeah. It, the image that I had, Andy, as you were uh, describing that is a lasso that, you know, like a, <laughs> <laughs> a cowboy's out trying to, to rope these steers. Right. And, and, and you just throw a rope around it and you, you got to hold on it now. So that's the image that Absolutely. came to my mind. That's what we're doing with these positive emotions so that you can actually rope them and bring them in. I like that lasso. And, yeah. And have some kind of a, a control on it. Yep. Some kind of a, a way to capture it. Yeah. It is very powerful. I'm thinking that we could dig into some of the practical ways that some of our listeners might be able to lasso some <laughs> of their... Emotions. We've queued it up nicely. This is Andy Proctor today at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. You all know that I'm excited about positive psychology. Finally, there is an app that is available to help you feed your happy. My friend Scott Wilhite developed this app. Scott, tell us about it. Well, uh, it's called Feed Your Happy. It's like seven habits meets the Fitbit, where you get Mm, mental training on seven core skills to happiness, and you get the tracking ability too, so that you can chart. Anything you chart improves faster. If you like apps, if you like games, if you like happy, this is it. Feed Your Happy, it's available now in the App Store. Welcome back. Live on Purpose Radio today with Andy Proctor. 
who is a happiness researcher and probably, you know the word that I thought of? You're probably more of a happiness junkie. (laughs) (laughs) You're exactly right. (laughs) I don't know if that's even the right word for it. It's a perfect word. This is something that has captured your interest and your passion, and you've been running with it. And just before the break, we talked about how you can kind of lasso those emotions and get some control to bring them in to your life and experience them more fully. And uh, there's... There's some slipperiness to emotional mastery. Hmm. Um, I'm picking some interesting words to describe that, but as a psychologist for 23 years, I've noticed that a lot of people don't even understand what's happening in their own mind. Hmm. And there's this concept called metacognition, Hmm. Which cognition is just thinking. Metacognition is a higher level. It's thinking about thinking, which I think human beings can do uniquely. We haven't interviewed a lot of other species, so we're not sure. But, <laughs> um, we can think about our own thinking. That's pretty It's crazy. important. Yeah, it is important. And you've learned some things about that. Can you steer us along those lines for yeah. a minute? Absolutely. It's when you tell somebody who's never done that before that mm-hmm. you can think about your own thinking and even kind of pay attention to your thoughts. Right. It's almost like telling a fish that they're wet. You know, they're like, well, what do you mean? What does wet mean? And they think, wait, wait, wait well, you, got well, you got water, water all over right here. Yeah. <laughs> but what's water? Huh? I was born here. <laughs> right. They're immersed in it. It's, right. it's their world and you don't even see it because you're so close to it. Exactly. And And I think... Uh, it's like we are the fish and our thoughts are the water and we're constantly immersed in these thoughts. We're telling ourselves a story at every moment of our life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that story can be going a really bad direction or a good direction. And all mindfulness has helped me specifically to do has really been to slow that process between, you know, event and reaction mm. down kind of increase the pause. Yeah. And and it's it's just practice. It's practice. It's not necessarily, like, it, when I first tra- started mm. trying mindfulness, I was like, okay, I got to clear my mind, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. I just, it didn't work. It felt uh, more like mind emptiness. <laughs> yeah, right. Which is hard to accomplish. Uh-huh. It is, it's impossible for me to accomplish. I'm sure some yogi <laughs> in India somewhere. It's... Exactly. Maybe, right? Yeah, yeah they probably... Right. But, uh, but yeah, for me, it was more about paying attention to my thoughts without judgment. Just watching them. Yeah. Observe them. Yeah, notice just them. Going by and, you know, thoughts mm. and emotions both. It's like, oh, wow, right now. Right. That's an interesting thought. Wow, interesting. Oh, I'm feeling this. Wow, that's, that's very interesting. And so you go from being the experiencer to the observer, and uh, it's it's a very yeah. interesting experience. Kind of puts you one level up, right? And uh, and and it's it can it can be a little scary sometimes uh, when you're when you're looking at your thoughts to see what's <laughs> actually going, what's on, going on in there. In there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and you know and, and uh, but it's it's helped me quite a bit. Uh, I personally actually have uh, have struggled with myself with anxiety, with panic attacks. And I think yeah. mindfulness has been one of the biggest helpers in overcoming that. 
You know, it's kind of like budgeting your money. <laughs> you can't take control over your finances until you understand what's happening with your finances. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Yeah. It's So even if it's painful yeah. to acknowledge, using the financial um, <laughs> analogy, to acknowledge where every dollar is going. Hmm. And as you painfully realize, you know what? I am spending... $5,000 a month on fast food. <laughs> and that zings a little bit. And you're like, oh, I don't want to be spending $5,000 a month on fast food. Well, it's okay to notice that. Yeah. To see where it's going. Because now you're in a position where you can actually exercise some choice. Yeah. That's very powerful. It's very, very powerful. It's It can be very scary. It's like... yeah. Yeah, uh, that's I love I love that analogy. I'm going to share that. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, and it's in a very similar way. I heard Wayne Dyer talk about this once that he compared our thoughts to currency, hmm. to money. And if you picture going into a store and you see this thing that you hate, hmm. and it costs more than you would ever want to spend on anything, and you drag it up to the cashier and you give him your money and you say, "Send it to my place." Yeah. <sighs> And you're frustrated and upset and you go home and your house is filled with all this crap that you don't want. Well, where did it come from? You bought it. Right. That's amazing. What are we purchasing with our thoughts? Yeah. How many of my thoughts am I spending Hmm. on how inadequate I am? I love that. I love that. And then what's my life being filled up with in the meantime? Right. Right. Yeah. Where did it come from? That's really interesting because that it really does. All those things we're spending our thoughts on mm-hmm. are creating clutter. Right. You know, and I mean, it's like the beginning of the year and we're trying to think, okay, how can we declutter our lives? And I think this is a great decluttering. So that mindfulness you're talking about, it might be painful as you quiet down and start observing where your thoughts are. Mm-hmm. And what if you observe that your thoughts are constantly on how oh, I'm not good at this and I can't do that and I'm I suck at this and <laughs> right right <laughs> and yeah. you wonder why you feel so miserable. Yep. Well, you're never wrong about how you feel. How you feel is 100 percent consistent with however you're spending that mental currency. Yeah. Absolutely. So the mindfulness, I, that it just occurred to me as you were talking, the budget is a perfect example. I love that. I love that. That is really powerful. Just watch where you're spending it. You just, you just changed my life. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> That's awesome. That's what we do here at Live On Purpose. <laughs> but that was, that was a result of your thought about let's yeah. be mindful. Stop. Pause. Just watch it. Observe it. Don't try to change it. Don't worry about it simply be accountable i love that yeah. notice where your thoughts are being spent yeah is, it, is that a fair summary of mindfulness a- absolutely and and it, it takes practice that's the thing i think yeah. the the hardest part about it the hardest part about any new skill is that it takes practice you have to do it oh, over yeah. and over and over again and honestly if you can get one mindful breath in per day that's awesome that's where you start. That's where I started. Give us some practical tips. How's it done? What, what would you recommend that our listeners do to start practicing mindfulness? So I 
think the best way to start is just to sit down on a chair uh, and try to have, you know, your back straight and then just pay attention to your breathing. Set a little timer on your mm. phone, 30 seconds, if, you can, if that's all you can do, because sometimes that's a good start. 30 that's seconds gonna is going to feel like a long, long time. time. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's right. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, just count 10 breaths, you know, and uh, don't hyperventilate. Don't breathe too deeply. <laughs> just watch it. You don't yeah. have to alter it. Just change observe it. it. Just observe it. That's all you're yep. saying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then um, once you've done that, then that's a good place to start. Then you can start trying these guided meditations. There's a lot of them out there. There's tons of free apps you can mm. try. Um, one, because I would say that if you do have any sort of mental health issues or mental illnesses, um, you know, be careful. If, it, if Don't do it alone the first time if it is your first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, it's, you shouldn't be afraid of it. Um, and, you know, try, try it with, you know, if you do have a mental health issue, try it with your, your therapist first. Um, they probably have already recommended it to you. I don't know. And, Mm. um, but, uh, but otherwise really, uh, try one of these apps, you know, try. And, and I think one of the most, I think, peaceful ones that I've tried is what's called loving kindness meditation. And you, you don't even have to spend time sitting and breathing to do that one. Um, you can be in line at, you know, the, uh, the grocery store yeah, or, wherever you know, the coffee line. shop, wherever, you know, and you can sure. buy a cup of coffee in your mind for somebody. You don't even have to do it. It's, it's, the, it's the thought it's of the, the kindness. Thought process. It's the right. thought of kindness, and you're, you're wishing kind things upon others. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do them. You just have to wish them. And think about that person being at ease with health, with happiness, and safe in their life. And just imagining that, somebody that you love, mm-hmm. and thinking about that person while you're breathing, I think that's a really good one. I like to do that one a lot. Yeah. That's a really, really happy one for me. So, Just talking about it creates... Some energy, doesn't it? Absolutely. It, you feel, and if you're, if you're feeling that as you're listening, it's because I think as human beings we are naturally attuned to seek out joy. And it's not something you're just going to find somewhere. It's something that you can develop and experience through practiced skills, Yeah, including mindfulness. Absolutely. I was going to tell you, Andy, I, I spent some time a little over a year ago. It's about a year and a half ago now, um, setting a world record. Wow. Um, <laughs> and some of you will remember that if you've, if you've been following. Um, it's called the World Hope Cast. Wow. And it was the longest continuous audio stream webcast. World record. That's okay. amazing. We, we went for 60 hours nonstop. Wow. <laughs> okay, which I thought, you know, 60, it's two digits, right? That's a long time. That is a long time. That's yeah. amazing. And thankfully, we had some good hosts who we were willing to shift off and uh, keep it going. But we did not stop for 60 hours. Wow. And there were some common themes that emerged. We, we interviewed 89 people on the topic of hope. 
and we were trying to wow. raise awareness for suicide prevention and some of these these good causes. Wow, I love that. And one of the primary themes that emerged over that 60-hour marathon was mindfulness. Hmm. Mindfulness. It's exactly what you're talking about here today. Yeah. Quiet yourself, tone down the noise for a minute, and just observe what the flow is in your head. What, what kind of thoughts are going on up there? And don't be too... You said it can be dangerous, right? Because sometimes you're going to be really disturbed by the thoughts that you're observing. Right. I definitely have. Well, notice that. <laughs> you don't have to change it. Simply notice it. Yeah. And then at some point, as you practice this mindfulness, you'll be in a position of choice. Exactly. And that's the key, isn't it? Absolutely. It's taking control... Not contr- not not clearing your mind, but really taking charge, taking the steering wheel. Decide what you're going to spend it on. Yeah, absolutely. What if you buy stuff that you like? Yeah, you. And that's the powerful part of it is that with happiness, if you're at that you know store, yeah, and you see things that you do like, once you have control of where you're spending. You can, you can buy the stuff that you do want. You can buy the happiness. You can choose to allocate those resources in a way that serves you well. Exactly. Yeah. I love, love that. Love it. Yeah. Andy, <laughs> you're doing it, man. You've got a podcast. Yep. Yeah. Uh, More Happy Life. Yep. Is Absolutely. that accurate? And how yeah. do people find that? Uh, you can find it on Google Play or iTunes, just any, basically anywhere where the podcasts are, uh, you know, all, awesome. those, all the good places. And you provide a course also for people to yeah. actually get really practical about how am I going to do this. Can yeah. you tell us about that? Yeah, it's an online course that I've tried to really enhance the accountability of. Nice. And it is called More Happy Life uh, School, and it's you can just Same find as it the at, podcast. Yeah, exactly. You nice. can just find it at More Happy Life teachable.com wonderful so, yeah so pretty pretty cool and if you if you're That's big awesome. into instagram you can always uh jump over there too at more happy life more so, happy life on instagram yep. and, and they're gonna see updates from you and yep yeah all I'm kinds very of little life hacks that are gonna help yeah. them to create exactly a more happy life yeah right who doesn't want that yeah it's awesome it's oh. fun. i'd love to see you well thank you andy you've brought some value here to live on purpose radio today thank you so much as well i appreciate it folks you've heard it from the happiness researcher the guy who is facilitating your more happy life this has been andy proctor at live on purpose radio and it's time folks to go live on purpose <laughs>